Welcome to the Mercy Hill Church Podcast. This podcast is a collection of sermons and conversations intended to stir up your affections for Jesus. We hope this content helps you know and tell the story of Jesus better. All right, all right. Merry Christmas. Let me just say one more time. You guys are doing a great job. It's incredibly intelligent kids. No Bible stories. So good job, mom and dads. You guys have a big part to do with that. Uh, and uh, it is uh, great to see you guys this Christmas. It's a good question, though, that I ask the kids that we should ask ourselves. Why do we like to sing? Uh, have you ever had that moment where you were just like feeling it? You know what I mean? Maybe it's, I don't know, 15 years ago, Right. And you just can't stop singing along with Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA. You know what I mean? Like, and you're just like all in. You're getting into it in the car, driving down the road. You stop at a red light. And then you kind of self-consciously look over. And sure enough, the person next to you is just staring at you, singing, singing your guts out, right? It's embarrassing. But we love to sing. Something about singing expresses emotions that maybe just a spoken word doesn't quite capture. In an L.A. Times article in 1992, the author wrote, we sing because something inside of us needs to express something beyond words. Everyone can do this to some extent. The human voice, she says, is the most perfect of all instruments. There's something about singing that expresses emotions, feelings that just can't be captured in any other way. And of course, we find singing in the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. So if you have a Bible, uh, you can look to Luke chapter 2. We're going to pick up in verse 8. But before we do that, can we just pray together and ask God to show us what's true and good from his word here on Christmas Eve? Uh, Father, as we turn our attention uh, to this, your word, uh, could you, God, by your spirit, make known, light up, illuminate uh, the truth to us, and could we bury it, uh, drive it deep into our hearts today? Amen. So here's, again, this part of the story from Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, look, pay attention, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, simple, one-line song, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. It's the first Christmas song sung by a choir of angels, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I am jealous of these shepherds in the story. I would love to hear the choir of angels singing this song. And I think this song reminds us of two really important things about Christmas. 
Two things in this very simple song that we need to remember this Christmas season. Number one, Christmas reminds us that God deserves all the glory. It's the first line, glory to who in the highest? God. See, Christmas is about what God did, not what we did. Christmas is about a gift, Jesus, from God, not an accomplishment by us. Christmas, the coming of Christ, is about God's unfolding plan to save him, his people himself. That he has not left his plan up to our obedience, our ingenuity, our success, our uh, strategic minds. Christmas is about God keeping his promises, not us keeping our promises. And it's so easy, isn't it? In the middle of the Christmas season for us here where we live, to in the middle of making wish lists and thinking about what we want for Christmas and throwing parties and preparing for family, deciding what Christmas movies we want to watch, enjoying all of our Christmas traditions to forget that Christmas isn't about us. That Christmas is a story about God acting. A story about God invading human history. A story about God coming to rescue his people. It's about what God did. I love Paul David Tripp says this. The angels sang a glory song, not only because the events about which they sang were glorious, the coming of Jesus, but check this out. Also because the one who came was, is, and will ever be the sum and definition of glory. The angels sang of glory because glory had come to earth to rescue us from the inglory of sin and to unleash the forgiving and transforming glory of his grace on all who would believe. Man, I love Christmas. I love parties. I love times with family. I love opening some presents. I love Christmas lights. But this Christmas, we can't miss that Christmas is about the very glory of God. That Christmas, the song of Christmas, is not exalting us or our traditions or our accomplishments. It is exalting God, the glorious one. And so during Christmas, we express our gratitude, our awe, our thankfulness, our joy, all to God's glory to his praise, and to his acclaim. Christmas is about God and the glory of God, the beauty and majesty of God expressed in his son, Jesus. That's number one. Number two, second line. Christmas reminds us that we can have peace. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. The glory belongs to who? God. Yes, good. But peace is extended to us. The story of the Bible repeats this theme over and over again. We are not at peace with God. That because of this thing called sin, we've been separated from God. That our wrongdoing, our sin, is actually a rebellion against God. Not a bad habit, not a mistake. But rebellion against God, it's an act of war, a fight 
to plant the flag of our own glory over our lives and a refusal to accept that God's in control, that he sets the rules for how we should live, that his way is good. We refuse to believe that God intends good for us. Instead, we believe we have to cut ties from God to find our best life our own way. Now, we don't ever say that out loud unless you're Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump, right? We don't ever say out loud, I'm at war with God, or I'm in rebellion against God, or I refuse to acknowledge God. But the reality is, the Bible teaches us that every time we refuse to walk in the ways that God has outlined for us, we are rebelling against him like a wayward teenager, no matter our age. And the result is no peace. Some of you have experienced this in your own homes, what rebellion does to the peace of a household. When one member of the family refuses to abide by the family rules, what happens? Chaos, conflict, yelling, nobody can get along. The Bible paints a very similar picture of our relationship with God. And because we don't have peace with God, we actually can't have peace with other people. So when I'm the center of my life, there's no room for anyone else. But the good news of Christmas is that God came to do something about our conflict with him. That God sent his son Jesus to resolve it to bring us into a relationship together. Jesus came at Christmas so that you and I could have peace. And I don't mean Christmas morning, paper flying everywhere, music screaming and yelling, and you say, I just need to go upstairs to my bedroom for a minute so I could have some peace. I mean the actual relational peace that comes from knowing that you have a right relationship with the God of the universe. Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. He says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, that word justified means set in a right relationship with God. Because we've been set in a right relationship with God, he says by faith, that means you got into a right relationship with God not because you did a bunch of good deeds. You got into a right relationship with God because you believed or trusted in something by faith. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? This is the good news of Christmas, that you and I, no matter your background, no matter where you're from, no matter the the life that is behind you today, you and I, no matter how you came into this place, no matter what was on our brains You and I, no matter if we fully understand everything in the Bible or not, no matter if we've been to church before or not, it doesn't matter. The good news of Christmas is that God came himself in his son Jesus to set your relationship with him at peace, to put you in a right relationship with God. The way that Jesus did that was from his birth, He lived the perfect life that you and I were intended to live, a life in perfect submission to God, not in rebellion. And then Jesus 
33 years later, died on a cross, paying the full penalty of sin, not his sin, but ours. And then Jesus rose from the dead in triumph over sin and death. And that's what Paul means here when he says we are justified by faith. That if you and I would just believe or trust in Jesus, then we would be set in a right relationship with God. Not because we're amazing people or incredibly intelligent, but because of what Jesus did for us in our place. And when we do that, then we have peace with God. On earth, peace among those with whom his favor dwells. I love that phrase. Does it remind you of anything? Do you remember at Jesus' baptism, God the Father shows up? Jesus comes up out of the water. What does the voice of God say from heaven? This is my son with whom I am well pleased. Is this the good news of the gospel? That when you trust Christ, what God says about Jesus is what he says about you. That if you've trusted Christ, you are one with whom God is well pleased. If you trust Christ, you are one who is in a right relationship with God. If you've trusted Christ, you are at peace with God because of what Jesus did. That's good news. In fact, that's the good news of great joy that the angels were talking about in our passage. And so, what a song to sing this Christmas. What a song to sing. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom his favor rests. So sing this Christmas, sing some great songs, exalt in Jesus this Christmas. May you remember that Christmas is a celebration of what God has done, that in the middle of all the chaos tomorrow, God is the one that deserves all glory. And maybe this Christmas, before you dig into presents and pecan pie and parties, Maybe tomorrow what would be a good practice is just to read the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2 to thank God for his amazing gift and maybe with your family just sing a great Christmas song praising Jesus for what he's done. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mercy Hill Church podcast. To keep up with the life of Mercy Hill Church, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We believe the Christian life is best experienced in community. If you're in our area, we'd love for you to join us. If not, we'd love to help you get plugged into a local church near you. Have a great week.